Welcome back to the podcast. Tomorrow is Father's Day and I did an episode on Mother's Day so it's only fair to do an episode on Father's Day. And Father's Day comes with some interesting baggage that you don't see as much with Mother's Day. I am your host Naomi and this is Mosaic in Progress. So I've seen a trend over the past several years of companies who send out marketing emails that say you can opt out of Father's Day ads if you would like to. And it has become more and more companies that are doing this that say we know Father's Day can be triggering or we know it can be difficult for some people and if you don't want to see these marketing emails about our Father's Day specials, click this and you can opt out. And there may be companies that do that for Mother's Day, but I have not seen them. And I think it's interesting that it's become almost a trend to sort of opt out of Father's Day. And it's not surprising. I've done several episodes recently about the patriarchy and misogyny and the problem in our society with how we raise boys and male privilege. And I remember as a small child, before I had even acknowledged that I had been abused, before some of the worst abuse had happened, before I could allow my brain to remember some of the worst abuse, I remember shopping for Father's Day cards and having such a difficult time. And I'm talking about like eight or nine years old. I'd pull out a card and it'd be like, Dad, you always support me. I'd be like, nope. Dad, you always listen to me. Nope. Dad, you always accept me for who I am. Definitely no. Dad, you always encourage me to be myself. Hell to the no. Even before I had fully acknowledged the abusive way that my father interacted with me, Father's Day was rough for me because all of the things that your dad is supposed to be, he wasn't. And Father's Day came with so much drama because every year my mother would privately tell us how he always brought up on Mother's Day how she had ruined his first Father's Day because she didn't bring him breakfast in bed. Now, mind you, back in those days, my dad didn't actually eat breakfast, ever, let alone in bed. He didn't like to eat in bed, but he was so angry that she didn't serve him breakfast in bed on his first Father's Day that he ruin her mother's day the next year because 
she hadn't done that. And he brought it up repeatedly that how she had ruined his first Father's Day by not doing that. In addition to that, my father treated Father's Day like he was the king and it was his free-for-all to ask for whatever he wanted. He would ask for really expensive tools and um, really elaborate home-cooked meals and desserts and like a performance of piano playing and singing by me and my sisters and just all of this stuff. And if it wasn't exactly perfectly executed, he would pitch a royal fit about how we didn't really love him or care about him enough to really put effort in anything to show that we loved him. And so even, even before I could really understand that this was not acceptable or normal behavior and that this is very abusive, I was just uncomfortable every Father's Day because nothing I ever did was enough. And I never felt a warmth toward my father. I loved him. But I never felt a closeness or a warmth to him because he always kept us at a distance. He didn't share his feelings and he didn't really care about ours. And I don't think, in spite of the fact that my father was a horrifically narcissistic, abusive person, I don't think my experience is that unusual in that I think a lot of people find Father's Day uncomfortable. I think that there are a lot of people who struggled to find a card that fit. And Taylor Tomlinson, a comedian, had a bit in her stand-up act about that and so many people liked it and it resonated with them that I don't think it's unusual for anyone to feel kind of dysphoric about Father's Day. And I think it's been this way for a long time. I think we're just now starting to acknowledge it. I think that for generations in our society, we have relegated the father to nothing more than the financial provider for the family and limited the status of men and their role in the family such that when women were finally allowed back into the workforce and could make their own living men became irrelevant in the family redundant even because there were two breadwinners and only one emotional parent. 
men were so disconnected from their families, from their children, from their wives, that their role was so defiled is honestly the best word that I can think of to describe what was done that they became inconsequential as a piece of the family except what they could provide financially and you will hear generations of men talk about being good fathers in that they provided for their family and that is the extent of what they did. And within Christian communities and households, you'll hear them talk about being the spiritual leader. And what that entailed was mostly bossing their wives around and forcing their wives and children to go to church. And occasionally insisting that it was important that the Bible be read. And sometimes in really, really involved households, you would hear of the father leading a weekly Bible study within the house. But there was very little in the way of emotional involvement and... Just getting to know the kids and being involved in their lives, that was mostly left to mothers. And that's been the expectation and the norm in our society for a very long time to the point that in my generation and later generations, I hear so often people talk about, oh, he's a really good father he, you know, helps change diapers and helps feed the babies and plays with them and babysits as if you could babysit your own child. And there has just become this kind of hands-off expectation like, they're not expected to be a part of the family. They're not expected to be involved with their children. And the ones that are, wow, they're really good. And it's bullshit. It is such a patriarchal lie that to be a good father, you just provide for your family and that it's not normal or manly to be involved with your kids. And this is why I say that patriarchy hurts men too. Because who's missing out, really? I mean, the kids, obviously. But these fathers are not getting... A relationship with their kids and then their kids grow up and want nothing to do with them because they were so disconnected from their kids 
And so often they were like, oh, their mom's taking care of them. Their mom's got them. I'm sending money. Or I'm making money. And in so-called broken homes where there's divorce, you see it even more. You see the fathers just checking out from their kids' lives and maybe seeing them on weekends. And I think it's heartbreaking. I think it's heartbreaking that we have allowed this narrative of fathers aren't important to perpetuate our society. And especially with so many single mothers, we glorify single mothers and talk about how baby daddies ain't shit. Rather than looking at the tragedy of children not having a full emotional support system. And that is nothing against single mothers or to glorify deadbeat dads. But we, in our patriarchal society have denigrated the role of men and women in a family system. We have reduced them to so little rather than embracing the fullness of humanity and what humanity can do for each other and for a new life we we look at children as just needing food and fluid and diaper changes and sleep and we're starting to fully recognize the emotional needs of infants but it's a start there's still so much of our society that looks at cuddling as a luxury and not an innate need that babies have. So what is the solution then? How do we How do we fix this? We have generations upon generations of perpetuating this stereotype, this ideal, this expectation of fathers just being the financial provider. And it's destroying children who become adults. And it's destroying families as these adults move away from having anything to do with their fathers or sometimes both parents. And I think we're starting to make shifts. I think we're starting to move in the right direction. But how how can we contribute to that towards a positive change? And how can we heal what is past, whether it was our own fathers or 
if we were the fathers who let our kids down? What what are the steps going forward? And I think, at least speaking for myself as someone who had a very, very horrible father, I think that there comes healing in recognizing that not all men are abusive and recognizing that that need for paternal approval while it doesn't feel like it goes away it goes away if you give yourself permission to let it go away. It goes per- away if you allow it to. If you say, I'm an adult now, I don't need for daddy to approve of me. And that's a hard thing to do when you never got that approval that you wanted. It's possible. But it's hard. And sometimes you just have to let the relationship die. Sometimes you have to recognize that people aren't good for you. Even if those people are your parents. And sometimes you need to let people go out of your life. If someone is bringing nothing into your life but stress and toxicity and negativity and disrespect of your boundaries, that person needs to find the exit door of your life quickly. But what if you're a man with kids who may or may not be grown or are partially grown and you're starting to realize your own toxic behavior, your own toxic patterns that you may have had in the past, that you may have in the present, that you haven't fully corrected. How how do you deal with that? How do you deal with realizing I may have fucked my kids up? Well, a big part of that is on your own with a therapist. Um, Whatever patterns or toxic behaviors or past problems you have certainly need to be dealt with with some kind of help. And your kids are not your help. Your kids are not the answer to your healing. You do that shit on your own hopefully with a therapist and I realize that men are the least likely demographic to seek therapy and professional psychiatric help but let this episode be an encouragement to you if you are a man get therapy even if you don't think you need it even if you think you're fine get therapy if you're a man you need therapy if you're a man living in this society you need therapy I guarantee it you have so much toxic unconscious patterns that you don't even realize you have go get therapy but especially if you have kids whatever their ages are 
go get therapy. And let your therapist help you work out exactly how you should apologize to your kids for whatever you did to them. Or not apologize to them. But what you should do, because that's where that needs to be worked out. And I think that we would all be a lot better off if more fathers went to therapy. I think we all would have been a lot better off if our fathers would have went to therapy. Because that's a good place to start unpacking your unconscious patterns, your toxic behaviors, your prejudices, your mental blocks, your expectations that are not realistic of yourself or others, or societal pressures that you have taken on that are not realistic or that don't fit, that aren't serving you or your family or anyone else. And I really didn't think this Father's Day episode was going to be a PSA for men to go to therapy, but that seems to be where we've ended up. So, yeah, if you're a man, go to therapy. I guess that's really the conclusion of the matter. Um, It's uh, generational trauma, heaped upon generational trauma, and... The women are realizing it and unpacking it and being vulnerable and going to therapy. And we need all of you to do the same. If we're going to change our society for the better, we need our men to go to therapy. This episode is a lot shorter than most because I really didn't want to get into super personal discussions of my relationship with my dad because I don't think that it will be helpful for many people, quite honestly. And perhaps it would, but I think that's for another episode. As always, please like, follow, share. We're on social media as Mosaic in Progress on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. I'd love it if you'd give me a follow, share with your friends, and I will see you next week on the podcast as we both continue to work on our Mosaic in Progress.